Welcome to High on the Hog with Merrill Schindler and co-host Joanna Belson. This is a podcast about all things cannabis. Tune in every week as Merrill and Joanna discuss the medical benefits of CBD and THC products with each other, as well as with informed guests from the cannabis industry and the lawmakers who regulate it. Enjoy the show. A few weeks ago, if you've been listening regularly to the show, and if not, why aren't you? Uh, we had on a lady who was in the world of kosher cannabis. She was quite remarkable. Her story of finding cannabis as a way to help her son through his autism was, it was deeply moving. And we began to wonder, well, if there's kosher cannabis, if there's Jewish cannabis out there, is there Christian cannabis? And we were lucky to find Craig Gross and Colette Patricia um, and the xxxchurch.com. Am I pronouncing it right? Well, that's that, that's <laughs> triple that X was, church. That was that was porn. So we moved over to pot and uh, <laughs> cannabis is christiancannabis.com. And okay, cannabis I'm sorry, is, it says here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been doing for 18 years. I've been a pastor of uh, the pastor of porn, but um, <laughs> it is. You that's can't make an this unusual shit up. route to this. It doesn't make any sense other than. I grew up in a very religious home with a bunch of rules and a small fence around me. And when I decided to become a pastor, it was really just because of one guy in my life that showed me what this was all about instead of the rules. And so I would have been fired from any church I pastored because I was that guy. And so I started my own ministry um, years ago and we started doing youth conferences around the world. And this was right when the internet came out. And when the internet came out, Porn was like the only thing to do on it. And so we created a response to that. It was called triplexchurch.com, the number one Christian porn site. And we were just a site helping people. Um, and so 18 years later, it's really just another iteration of, of, of something similar where you see something going on in society now that's been demonized for so long and in the church we're so scared of. And why can't we talk about it? And so as a pastor, I found myself struggling when people told me I couldn't share that I was using cannabis and I said why not and that led me to saying if I started something I bet other people that have felt bad or guilted about this or don't know if they have permission Christian church is really weird um, we don't have a pope we don't have one high priest or one pastor that calls all the shots so somebody holds the gay affirming flag or the, the flag and now there's a series of churches that respond that way it only takes a few people or one. And so I was finally just saying, hey, I'm going to do it. And I know there's other people like me. I'm not the first one to say they've benefited from cannabis in a spiritual way. But it's time that we change the stigma around this. And we launched Christian Cannabis in, in April. I have heard that arguments that cannabis appears in the Holy Bible at a number of points. That, um, you know, I, I my guess is that the, uh, the burning bush up on... Um, you know, the mountain that Moses visited might, might have been uh, cannabis. Um, you know, it's, it's, have you, have you looked into that? Is cannabis to be found in the Bible? It's amazing how many emails and word documents and research papers that are starting to show up in my inbox. And the requests are for us to prove it. I, I, I mean, I barely got a bachelor's degree, you know, so it's just like, gosh, I, I mean, I know the Bible, but not, um, I don't look to it to prove my human existence and my, my, and for permission slips. So 
I'm inviting all that and it's coming. I've heard the stories about the burning bush. I've heard, you know, that the plants were created obviously before even people. And so the, the provisions have been there. Um, I just don't think we're living in prison in all honesty in a lot of our churches where we don't think we need we need permission from somebody for something that's been provided the whole time for us. And so I don't know what you've heard on the burning. Have you heard the burning bush? I've heard a lot of different speculations about the uses of cannabis in the Bible. Um, I think the tricky part is is the translation, right? And so like the language or the word that they would have used to describe this plant has been changed and modified so many times over the years and throughout the translations. And so there's, there is not a way to say absolutely. Do I think that the burning bush that Moses stood before was cannabis? Sure. I mean, it makes total sense. I don't know. But to say that as, as fact... Um, Nobody really truly knows. It explains why he was ordering a pizza up there. <laughs> yes. you know, it's, it's, well, <laughs> but you know, I remember cannabis has been around. Right. It's it's not something that just popped up, you know, as a strange hybrid twenty years ago. So it certainly was around there. It certainly has been used in, in Chinese medicine for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that it wouldn't be a biblical if not a sacrament, at least something that was used back in the in ye olde times. The way that um, uh, that coca leaves have been used for a very long time in the Andes to help people who live in the Andes go up and down those hills. I've been up there at, at fifteen thousand feet. It's uh, it's demanding. A little coca leaf <laughs> never hurts. Right. You get to a hotel up there, as I did in Cuzco, and they offer you a glass of a cup of tea. And you go, that's very nice. It's strange tasting tea. They go, oh, yes, it's coca leaves. Oh, they said, it will help. <laughs> it, it, is, it is funny. Um, there was an article in the um, New York Times a few months ago. The headline was Passing the Plate and the Pot. And it says, with cannabis use as a sacrament, California is facing the possibly unanswerable question, what is religion? Mm-hmm. And it's about the, um, the jaw healing church where cannabis is a sacrament. Do you have a feeling about cannabis being a sacrament? It's changed every aspect of my life. It's slowed me down. It's connected me, not just in my head, but in my heart. It's it's made me a better person, a better husband, a better father, a better... Um, and I don't want to give it all the power either. I, I think it's... A lot of that, it's just a reflection back and an awareness and it's been a great teacher and so i think that's the and we went to a plant medicine conference in canada and i think there's there's some people that are just you know dead set we're gonna go worship this and then there's some people that don't think they have permission to use it and then there's other people going well hey this is all part of god's plan and design and it's it's a gift if we use it with this right intent and i'm not saying everyone has to use it spiritually but i'm saying we have to pay attention to its to its power and so i i think it's it's been a remarkable teacher, unlike, um, and people say, oh, but the Bible is too. Yeah, great, and it has. It's made the Bible come more alive for me, and it's given <laughs> me more experience inside of me than over there and realized a oneness, because a feeling, like I'm a guy who's been in my intellect, I've been in my head, I've, I've created things, and I haven't taken time to even be aware of my body, and so a hybrid or a, a, a cannabis now, when I, I smoke that or if I take that, I have a sense of energy, a, a presence that I never even knew existed. And so is what is that? Is that God? Is that I, I, I think it shows you shows you what you're willing to see back. And to me it's it's been a, a connecting point that I don't need to be high to talk to God all the time, 
But those times where I've connected in a deep way with the Lord are, are found experiences now that I can, I can latch onto. And yeah, I think one of the things that we talk about a lot in both in regards to like a Christian cannabis audience or people that are attending, you know, events that we're doing in person is that our position on it is that cannabis is a tool. It's an ally and it's a friend on a journey. And so if you, I think that putting too much worship of the plant itself misses the point. Like we want to help people to identify how they can use cannabis that will always direct them back to God, back to the creator, back to source, even whatever language here that you prefer. And so when we teach people how to use cannabis for a, in a spiritual practice or in a spiritual manner of any kind, it doesn't matter what the background of belief is. It's what is your intention? Because I can eat a little edible or eat a gummy and go to a concert and have a great time with friends, but I can also eat a gummy and sit down and put some worship music on and center myself and be with the Spirit of God in a way that's very, very profound. So the intention of how you're using cannabis and why you're choosing to invite that plant medicine into your experience is really important. Um, And so that's kind of making the differentiating points between I'm going to use this as a spiritual practice. I'm going to sit down and meditate with cannabis in my system, or I'm going to sit down and read scripture, or I'm going to sit down and just pray, or just be quiet and hear. And the cannabis has a beautiful way of kind of creating some space between your spirit and your human running thinking mind, that ego mind that we have all created based on our experience, based on our past. And so allowing the cannabis to create just a little distance between my spirit and my human self really gives an opportunity for God to kind of come in and and show up and reveal insights like, oh my gosh, now I get why that conversation played out the way that it did. Or, oh my gosh, now I see how God has been holding my hand and guiding me in this way through these different challenges in my life. Or I have more compassion for this person who caused harm. Or, you know, I can cultivate the felt sensation of love for more people and for myself. And so what it comes down to is really that it's a tool and that it's what is your intentions? Why do you want to use cannabis and how do you choose to use it in a way that that is spiritual in nature? Do you have a congregation? Do you have a does Christian cannabis have a church? We've just put in a request for Sunday morning meeting space at Lowell Cafe. Would oh, be, wonderful. Would be. We should an, explain uh, to those out there who don't know what Lowell Cafe is. It's the first cannabis uh, consumption cafe in, in the country. And I went there the other night on our staff party, and it was just like, what would be a better place to not bring a service and a preacher and a band and all that bullshit that we're just used to just having to listen to? but bring an experience to people. And I think cannabis is the perfect, it sets the table pretty nicely for this environment, um, which we, we did at BizCon. Like we brought our booth at BizCon, MJ BizCon, which is just, you know, this boring convention where you've got data, you've got growing, you've got brands, but it's just a bunch of suit and ties now and people walking around a cannabis convention drinking Miller Lite. I mean, it's just, and forgetting the power of like this plant to, actually connect you with yourself. And so we, we brought people to, you know, a meditation space and a, we did all that and we provided all that in the booth, which kind of led me to go, we can create this experience for people that they haven't yet, they're not not open to, they're just maybe, they just want to see it to believe it. So yesterday I'd email the cafe and I see they do private events and um, would love to 
to explore that here in LA and where we would we would meet on Sundays. I mean, so do you have people who regularly show up for anything you do? I mean, there's two events this weekend. Uh, we've been putting a lot of, and Colette can talk about that. We've been put, uh, starting to film some video series, you know, podcasts, a number of things online um, to show people how to work with cannabis in this way. And a big part of that, the live events, has been what Colette's been doing, you know, all, really all around Orange County in L.A. Yeah, well, I don't know about all around Orange County in L.A., but I have two studios, one in Orange County and one in L.A. that are hosting me for these cannabis meditations. By studios, you mean? Yoga studios. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yoga studios. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I just come in and we just sit down and we consume some cannabis, like I said, and I guide them through a meditation. And, um, you know, it's funny because before I met Craig, I was just doing all this by myself, just... I found the studios and I would just put it out on my little Instagram following just like hey come and meditate with me and you know it's a we kind of a weird thing people a are either not meditators or they don't know what meditation is or they're not cannabis users or they only use cannabis in the privacy of their home never and so there's all these hurdles that I'm finding people are like well I don't do it this way or I can't do it that way and so it's just been an kind of an effort of just saying just just come, just trust me. Like I want to hold space for people. Um, and so as I continue to do these events, I get just such consistent feedback from everybody that participates in them. So most recently I've been doing a lot more private events and just being with small groups of friends or families or just in people's homes, um, and just facilitating these experiences for people. And so, but then once I met Craig and we've kind of been working together, um, we're building a lot more momentum. And so I'm really hoping that through into 2020, cultivating a lot more experiences, um, more meditation events, more retreats, and this other unique experiences for people to explore cannabis in a way that's beyond just like getting high. Like there's so much more to it and just showing people how they can do it in a spiritual way or even just in a way that's nourishing in an, an emotional wellness way. Is there a sacrament of choice? Is it smokable? Is it tinctures? Is it um, gummies? Uh, You know, what what does the church lean towards? I mean, over there, she smoked for her whole life. So um, for me, like being a pastor, I've smoked 10 cigarettes in my life, gotten drunk once on my 21st birthday. You know, I had sex on my wedding night for the first time. So I've kind of played by those rules like the big ones. And so with cannabis, when I got into it, it was like, okay, well, I can't smoke it. I can't do that. That's wrong. And so it took me two years to actually buy flour. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, fuck, why am I like flour is awesome. You know, I got like a Pax pen and my, my family now like doesn't like the smell of the room, you know, but it was, I had to ease into it. And I think that's like, you know, when you start something that's been demonized or you've been told you can't do this or it's illegal. So then you start with a mint that goes in like my medicine cabinet is different than like a bong, you know, like I don't have that still yet. But, um, you know, it's just my easing into like what is okay and what is familiar. And I found that like entry level products for people that didn't think they had permission is, um, is a good starting point. So with our brand, Christian Cannabis, will be the first brand that we actually roll out product. Uh, we're going to do a high CBD line, a low THC as a entry. Like we think there's a hole in the market for that as well as we think there's an easier opportunity to, to, to get people using this. And, you know, topicals, edibles, tinctures are going to be easier than smoking flour. But um, I'm a fan now of, of flour. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad I finally figured it out. But um, I think it too... The way that I view it is that 
I trust nature and I trust how nature did it. And so I prefer to smoke flour. I'm kind of, I've been smoking flour since I was 17. So, um, you know, there's been a, a long history there, but I know that not everybody's comfortable with that. So when it comes to meditations or using cannabis in a spiritual practice, I just really encourage people to find as much full spectrum product as they can. So if you don't want to smoke flour, then find a full spectrum tincture or even a full spectrum concentrate is fine. Um, it's, I the challenge that I see with the industry right now is that we're just taking we're just extracting THC and then leaving all of the rest of it. Well, the design of the flower that was created by God, like he did it right. You know, the plant is is whole on its own. And so when I use cannabis in a spiritual way, I think it's important to incorporate the full aspect of the plant and all the medicine that it contains. Um, we're dealing here with both Christianity and yoga, which overlap, but also can be different, but they're, they're, you know, Boolean circles. They do overlap. Is there a history of cannabis use in yoga? I think it's probably similar to um, a speculated use of it. It's not outright written that the yogis used cannabis for sure. You know, the the names of the plant probably have changed and evolved over the years. Um, There's definitely talk of sacred herbs that have been used over the traditions and things of that nature. Um, But I think I think that just the trusting of plant medicine in any other spiritual teaching, you know, is a little bit more prominent in the yogic world. And I'm not a yogi expert by any stretch of the imagination. I did a yoga teacher training and that's kind of the extent of my knowledge. Um, So I don't even really consider myself to be like, I don't teach yoga. I'm not a practitioner of the yoga tradition. I just learned about it and studied it and I've read some books about it. Um, But yeah, I would say that there's, there's definitely some alluding to uh, herbal medicines for yoga with its eastern roots mm-hmm. would have right. um, a, a plant-based herbal-based yep. uh, medicine component yeah. more so than, than yeah. Christianity yeah but I think it's like I've never used to meditate I never understand you know I wouldn't say I, mean, I can't touch my toes so I'm not into yoga um, <laughs> and so like meeting like like when Colette talks I can't about touch my knees. Yeah. <laughs> when Colette talks about meditation, I like when she says like get high and talk to God. Like way more like, oh, this isn't like I need to sit in a seated position and do these proper things. And so I think to me it's it's bigger than Christianity, bigger than yoga. It's like understanding yourself and understanding spirit and that connection to that in when you're using cannabis. So our our, our first stop, or I guess our first mission here was like, you know, cannabis is spiritual. That's we put a dot com up. Cannabis is spiritual. That doesn't have anything to do with Christianity or religion, but you and God and self and and this plant and how that you know it reads more like a children's book. Um, but then we have a meditation on that. And so, regardless of what your religious upbringing is, if there's any, or if, or if you're a pastor, you know, former pastor like me, if you're open to to trying something like there's this makes a whole lot of sense to me that I seem to think we've complicated it inside religion and we're afraid of it. Where I'm like, if cannabis is legal in your city or your state, you have permission. If you're looking for permission from somebody in the church to to try it, if you're of legal age and it's, you know, illegal, I'd give you permission to explore this with this way um, that we've shown you, I think is a very safe way to enter into finding what this medicine could, could have for you. And speaking of children's books, one of the things you brought along is a um, a Bible book called Cannabis is Spiritual, 
which you you made reference to to growing up with little Bible books like this. I actually didn't. Okay. But um, so this is kind of kind of new stuff mm-hmm. to me. I guess this is pretty standard for people. You know, kids going to church, they yeah. they would get little. Um, they're almost comic books. They're not quite comic books, yeah. but they're almost comic books. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to like settling in with it. Yeah. Because I hadn't seen it before speaking to you. But it looks like a very appealing, simple, smiley, happy way of getting into the notion that cannabis is spiritual. Yeah. I think the coolest part about it is that it Written does... Written by you, if it, I'm correct. Yeah, thank yes. you. Um, the best part about the book, but really more the concept, is that whatever you're bringing to the table is good, you know, like, and that's, I think there's a lot of people that see Christian cannabis and they are up in arms and they are demanding, are we abandoning our faith? And are you, it's just, the answer is absolutely not. Like, you know, I grew up as a Christian. I still am fully in love with Jesus. Like I still do all of these different things, but then I also sit still and meditate. And so what I, what we're saying to people is like, whatever you believe, add cannabis to it. Like if you want to worship Jesus, then bring some cannabis to that experience. If you want to sit still in silence and meditate, bring some cannabis into that experience as well. And just see, like, just ask the plant. I know that sounds like a weird kind of hippie yogi thing to say, but just invite the plant into your experience and say, God, I want to know you more. I want to get a better understanding of you because the way that cannabis works in the human body, it was so divinely created to match with this endocannabinoid system that exists in us naturally. It's not an accident that the plant is here. And so we're the first sort of generation, if you would look at us as from the basically this whatever, this 30s until now, we're the first group of human beings since the beginning of documented time to completely disregard the fact that this plant has been regarded as a spiritual ally since we became since we were on this earth, basically. Um, and so we're just inviting people into a conversation. I think that we're at a point on earth where people are hurting and they're suffering. And we're so quick to just judge and shame other people about how they want to practice anything. Um, and so if you've, you know, my message is, is if you feel like you're hurting and suffering, and if you feel like you're not hearing from God in the way that you think that you can, then bring some cannabis to it and see what happens because really it is life-changing and I wouldn't go through all this trouble just to, yeah. you know, if I didn't truly believe that with every ounce of my being because I've experienced it time and time again. Craig, there's yeah. a, um, a quote here from you. It says, that, um, in 2017, while attending a convention in Las Vegas, you encountered God in ways more powerful than I've ever known in my 42 years on this earth. Um, and it was while, while taking mints. What type of convention was it? <laughs> That was a porn show. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, I mean, you can oh. Google me and find that stuff out. And it was it was supposed to be, you know, it's like the busiest week of, of our ministry. And yet I found myself going, look, I, I can go sit in a spa at the Cosmopolitan for a couple hours, take a siesta, you know, the middle of the day. And it's like I snuck away with these mints and my cannabis uh-huh. to a place where I now have a spa membership at the Hyatt across from my house because it's my escape. It's like my retreat, not escape from life. Uh, it's my place where it was quiet. And it's where I felt like I fell back in love with, with God in a different way, in a new way, and in a more intimate way. And it changed. And as I've spent more time with him in those settings and more time with him with cannabis, all I heard from my friends, like, you can't talk to God and be high. And then it's there's that difference of like, 
Like, am I high right now that I took a wild five milligram gummy when I woke up this morning? Like, I don't think I'm high. You know, like, it's not about, like, like people don't understand this. It's not about being high or not being high. It's wild ones are great. <laughs> yes, the wild, the wild ones are incredible. You must have just had half of one. Then. Yeah, just half. And, uh, I, and so the scary part for me is just, like, my response to this. Like, I've done, I've helped the church in tremendous ways for my whole life. I've been invited to, I think, over 1,700 churches have played a sermon of mine. Oh, my goodness. And I invited 800 people, pastors. Like I've spent 20 years on the road serving other churches, and I don't say that to, like, boast. It's like I put my life into that box and those people. And I asked 800 pastors who we've served really well in our ministry to come on a podcast and talk to me about cannabis. They didn't want to. I asked the guys at Hillsong Church we were going to for a season in LA. Their dispensaries, there's a dispensary in their church is in Santa Ana with 21 dispensaries and across at Belasco, there's a MedMen within walking distance. Hey guys, like want to talk about this? And there's silence. And the church what I've seen in my history with it when they don't know what to say, they don't say anything. And we're at a point where you wonder why people stop going cuz you have nothing to say. And we, I mean, we what are they scared of? Fuck, I don't, they're, they're scared. They're scared of Satan. They're scared of the devil. They're scared of their, their fear in their head of stuff they've made up. They're scared of their own teachings. They're scared of their God own Bible. God gave us cannabis. They're scared of everything, man. They, they're living in a box that's like, I don't have permission. I have peace. And I talked to a guy that's a great friend of mine. And he said to me, Craig, I'm just, I'm going to do the hard work. And he talked about his relationship with God like I talk about going to the gym. And by looking at me at 145 pounds, like no muscle, like... I don't like that. And it's like a lot of work. But my relationship with God isn't at all about discipline and getting in there and reading. And and I think we're missing out that like we're missing out. And cannabis, like it it can awake you. I mean, we have we have another piece of technology that we've stumbled across that we brought to MJ BizCon that was a light that stimulates the pineal gland. And I had people running away from our booth from that too. And I'm and a lot of Christians telling me that. The devil's a liar and he's going to trick us into in this. And that's what he's doing with cannabis. And I'm like, you could live your life in fear of that or release a little bit of control. And I think the government, the church, we want to keep people dumb. We want to keep people asleep. We want to keep people, we want to keep controlling people. And the church is one of the best institutions in the world, no matter what religion you're in, that doesn't want to relinquish control. And when the plants wake up and they start waking people up, I think there's going to be a need and there's going to be a season where people stop going and then their mega churches fall apart and their video screens with their pastors that are piped in don't work and people go, man, I have it inside. I don't need to go find it in a building. Like we're seeing people rally around what we're doing and finding community in a, in, in such a deeper way and, and I think people are just they haven't been open to an experience. There's a whole part of the Gospels called the Gnostic Gospels that have been removed from the Bible that talk about having an experience with God and an encounter mm. being like, that's what Christian, Christianity is about, not just head knowledge. And I think we're in a, I mean, our, if our school system is broken and our churches are broken because we're just talking and teaching at people and not giving them an experience. And cannabis can give you an amazing experience that is real. Um, and I just, they challenge that and they don't think they have permission. So stop being scared. Like 
It's not. It's just an herb. It's just That's an herb. all it is. It's just an herb. There's nothing to be scared of. This isn't a bomb that blows <laughs> up in the middle of your city. It's yeah. just an, an herb. You have you think, a, I'm just curious, when you say that, would you say that about some of the other plants as well? Uh, well, something is, if it's if it's arsenic, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, no, I mean other other, other plant medicines. Um, what is your perspective? On My that? perspective is, if it works, God bless. Yes. It Amen. is a blessing That's from God. <laughs> Whatever That's works. Amazing. Look, there are so many medicines that we use. I mean, penicillin was just is just mold, I just know. mold on some bread. That's all it is. Um, there are so many medicines that come out of plants found in the jungle that that are. You know, we, we are blessed. We have been blessed. All those medicines are out there on the earth waiting for us to discover them. Yes. And none of them are cursed. And no, the devil, devil doesn't, he's not a farmer. He doesn't deal with any of that stuff. No, that's where I'm like, and he's just not even. <laughs> I haven't seen the devil rear his head yet. I know. I, no, I, it's, it's like, no. I, I mean, well, you know, yeah, turn on TV. Um, <laughs> it's, so have it's you there. found, I mean, we obviously we just met. Have you found with plants, any of them spiritual encounters well probably from cannabis you know i i certainly believe you know uh, uh, particularly back in the day driving around my little vw bug listening to some beatles um going wow that's so i hear what they're saying it's so (laughs) heavy give me another toke you know it was Yes, absolutely. You you have a spiritual experience, perhaps with music, perhaps with art. It's it all works together. You know, there there, there are many spiritual experiences in the world. Yes. Perhaps just seeing a mountain. Yeah, that that's all spiritual. It was all given to us. Um, I mean, I guess if anything, I'm you know I'm an animist or something like that. I you know I believe in nature is good. Mm. Yeah. Nature's our friend. Let's not mess it up. Um, you have a product that you're you're putting online, which can be found at, at christiancannabis.com. Am I correct? Yeah. I mean, we're, you're not going to be able to buy it, obviously, in these terms uh, in day and age yet. On uh, It will be in legal states. Uh, we're, we're working through. I mean, this is the hardest work I've ever found myself in. Uh, navigating, obviously, I mean, we're navigating religion, spirituality, cannabis, and then, um, you know, playing all in the const- – just – this is tough, but we're adamant. We're not quitting. And the resistance, um, we're not even paying attention to because, you know, there's 163 million Christians and I still identify as one of them, but not, it's like we need a new, there needs to be a new table there. And we need to realize there's room at the table for for many more people that we've excluded and we've judged. And this is an experience from one of your own, you know, like if you're a Christian listening and you've, you've known me and it's one of those like, like I have two kids and I had, I could have just coasted and, and done what I was doing the rest of my life. This changed and uprooted everything. And, and, and when Colette showed up and other people start showing up, like we have some of the biggest people in cannabis helping us build this brand that I haven't even written a check for yet. Yeah. that have built massive brands that have asked the plants what they want that have like the stuff that's showing up i'm like this is really and we have a dedicated group of people that if they're open to i i don't need all 163 million to participate in cannabis but there's a lot of i think people stuck inside of our world and then our goal is to go outside of christianity with other leaders and other religious you know parties 
and bring this whole spiritual kind of category to, to market. But we're going to start with the people that we've been closest to the, the most. Craig Gross, Colette Patricia, you have brought God to our show, which is Yay. something that has not been here. Oh, fair, so... fair number of vape pens, but not a lot of God. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. The heart. best of luck on your spiritual journey. I hope we, we bump into you on it. Yeah. It's Thank Meryl you. Schindler here on High in the Hog with Joanna Belson, with Phil Giangrande. Thank you, guys. Stay holy. We'll catch you next week. Thank you. This is Meryl Schindler. Hey, here at High in the Hog, the podcast, we always listen to the Mary Jane Experience. It's one of our favorite shows. So if you listen to High in the Hog, the podcast, listen to the Mary Jane Experience. High in the Hog, it's your one place to find information about medical cannabis, about the stuff that's really the talk of the world. Find us on iTunes, find us on Amazon, find us on the internet. High in the Hog, the podcast.com. That's High in the Hog, the podcast.com. Tell a friend.